all these kind of aspects that we can attribute to basically expectation versus reality. And so many times we have these expectations. We have them. We're talking about self-love last week. We have expectations for ourselves, And when the realities don't match up with that, what's the difference? That difference there and how we respond to that difference really makes the characteristics of who we are. And it really makes the characteristics of the trader. So... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. My name is Jake, and you are listening to The Success Shift, a show where perfection does not exist, but learning and growth take center stage. Have you ever felt stuck, like you're doing all the work but not getting the results? Maybe you feel like there's something missing. Perhaps there is some sort of internal shift that's needed to really get you to that next stage of success. Well, buckle up and join me as we jump into the minds of those who have been successful in their field and dive a little deeper into what is actually needed to get you to that next level. Is success just a state of mind? Does believing you're successful act as a catalyst to greater success? Is it something we can work on or are some people just luckier than others? No matter what you're into or where your passion lies, if you're wanting change or a shift in perspective, then you are definitely going to want to tune in. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another episode, another week of The Success Shift. My name is Jake, and I'm very grateful to be here today. Um, lots of stuff happening in life. I was chatting to friends back home, lots of stuff happening in their life. And, um, you know, something's good, something's bad. People passing and um, people reaching some other achievements. So today my gratitude, you know, is just to be here, to be present, to be alive, to be uh, having the life that I have and being able to breathe the air I breathe and feel the sun on my skin and, you know, feel my feet in the grass and all those sorts of lovely things. So uh, today my gratitude goes out to the small things and just being here, breathing. Um and yeah, I want you to think about in my meditation this morning, it was really about being present, uh, the present awareness of everything around me and and listening to the sounds that you hear as we speak, listening to the, um, sorry, looking at the colors in the room and feeling the vibrations or feeling the the, the movement of every everything around you and just being really present. So I'm really grateful for my senses, that they all work and that I'm here and that I'm present and that I'm able to have the life that I have. So very lucky um, compared to others. Chuck your gratitude into the chat and we will get going on today's topic, which is something that I've been thinking about a lot over the last couple, actually probably the last few months. Um, but now over the last couple of days, I've been speaking to people more and more um, and yeah, this topic seems to have come up a little bit. So I'm going to try and do my best to express it. But before we get into it, we'll have a look in the chat. We've got some people grateful for this morning for another opportunity to get it right. Love that. Every morning you wake up is another opportunity to get things right. I'm grateful for holidays. I had the opportunity to hang out with my grandkids over the long weekend at the Dinosaur Museum. I think someone talked about the Dinosaur Museum the other day. I don't know if it was you, but the Dinosaur Museum sounds great. I really want to go. <laughs> And that is lovely hanging out with grandkids. You know, I've just started the parenting life and I can't imagine what it's like to have the grandkids um, later down the track. So very exciting, very lovely to share. So today I want to get on to the topic of, I've titled this, I think versus it does. Um, and the reason I titled it like that is because I know that when I'm trading or when I was trading, 
I was often trying to, so on the journey to becoming a successful trader, you have to be able to start self-assessing, self-love, we spoke about last week, you know, giving yourself time to look at the things that you did right and the things that you did wrong on the charts and give yourself the time to adjust and to learn and to grow. And that's kind of what my last five, six months has been, just a nonstop trade, self-assess, trade, self-assess, trade, self-assess, trade, self-assess. And for those of you that don't know, um, last week I finally was able to turn over to the title of six-figure funded trader, which is a nice accomplishment, um, which I'm very proud of. But I've been speaking to some of the closer friends and other people in chats and other people students and stuff like that who are always wanting to learn more and figure out more. And the conversations are around sort of what has changed. What were some of the biggest changes? And I'm always trying to think, what are some of the biggest changes that I've had in my tra trading career? And there's a few of them. Um, substantial ones being when I first made my, made my trading plan. Uh, that was a big substantial change forward. Hence the trading plan course coming out, self-plug coming soon. Uh, probably next week, the beta spots will be open and um, the pre-sales will hopefully go on sale next week. The other biggest mode or transition was when I started following that trading plan. Um, but the question then arises, how did you start following that trading plan? What changed in you to actually find the discipline? And I think Chuck, someone's in the chat, if you can agree that this is kind of like the golden question, how do you find that discipline? Because I see lots and lots of traders um, who trade maybe they've got a trading plan maybe they don't maybe they know their trading rules but they're just i often hear so many of my students ah, i don't follow my trading plan why do i not follow my trading plan why do i keep making the same mistakes you know maybe it's over trading maybe it's revenge trading maybe it's um early entries maybe it's not holding on to trades long enough getting fearful and exiting whatever it is it seems to be an a recurring mistake that a lot of traders have. And, you know, for some people, it's just one mistake and they fix that and they're off. Some people, it's a number of them. And for me, it was a number. It was a large number of mistakes that I had to fix. And and I did over a period of time. Um, but one of the things that I noticed in every aspect, whether it was early exits or fearful trading or revenge trading, I kept on coming down to this um, expectations versus reality or this I think versus it does. And the only way I can, the only reason I title it like this, because the only way I can explain it is I would be trading in a state of, I think it's going to do this. I think it will break this level and go off to a thousand point trade. <laughs> I think it's going to turn around and go right against me. So therefore I'm going to exit just in case. I think it's going to, move sideways forever. So I'm going to leave whatever it was. It was, I think it's going to do this. And this was me making assumptions based on what I believe the future was going to play out on relative to past experiences I've had. And I say this over and over and over again, that we can't do that in trading. Trading is probability based. It is 100% pure in the moment statistical analysis on what you currently see as you look at the charts. It's everything has to be in the now. Now, during this episode, you may get a little bit of contradicting messages. You know, this is that cognitive dissonance where you have to hold two competing ideas. You know, I say one thing, but I also say another thing, but they both are true um, in the sense of, I always say, forecast what the move's going to do. So you can predict what the move's going to do. You can forecast what you want to see. You can say, I want to see price go up here, set up my 
set up, reach a level, hit the resistance, touch a Fibonacci number, whatever it is, and then give me an entry opportunity and I will take it. This is forecasting. This is predicting what you want to see. This is looking at it and figuring out, okay, if it does this, then I will do this. But this is not making a trade based on this future planning. This is not making a trade based on what you think the markets are going to do. This is foreseeing so you can be ready to respond. It's kind of preparation. It's before the trade. You often hear me talk before, during, after, okay? Before, during, after the trade, before, during, after the session. There's three levels. Getting yourself, like the trading plan should have what you do before the session, what you do during the session, what you do after the session. The trade, what am I looking for before the trade? How am I managing it during the trade? What am I looking for my exits and how am I responding and journaling after the trade? All these things should be in your trading plan. And forecasting what's going to happen. I think it's going to do this. And then if it does, great. But the key aspect to, I think it's going to do that. And if it does, then I will do something. If then response, if it does exactly this, then I will do something. And so the, I think versus it does comes from, are you entering trades based on what you think the market's going to do? Or are you entering trades based on what it is currently doing? And I really want this to be clear in the difference between the two. And so I think the market's going to do this, meaning perhaps there's not enough room currently between where I enter and where my first target is. But if it does break this level, there's going to be heaps. Okay, great. I'll enter because there's hope on the other side that it will do one thing and then continue on to do the next thing. This is not the way we want to be trading. Chuck some ones in the chat if this makes sense or if you've had these thought patterns. And I, I, This is exactly how I used to trade. I was like, oh, it's going to do this. And then if it breaks through this level, then it's going to be, go through here. And then if it breaks through this level, it's going to go through here. And I'm a genius. And we may as well get in now before any confirmation because we don't want to miss out on all these points. If you heard the phrase that we don't want to miss out on all these points. So there's a fear of missing out and there's a greed aspect to that because you want as many points. So this, when you're saying, I think it's going to, what you're doing is you're relying on emotion to predict future. Um, and by predicting future, you are letting it create your current state, whether that's fearful, whether that's greedy, whether it's whatever it is. Whereas if you go back to the, it does, and you chuck, you know, have a checklist, sorry, and you check each of the boxes. So does it have currently enough room? Yes. Does it, as we speak, if I could pause time and look at this chart, does it give me an entry? Yes, it does. Does it have an opportunity for an early exit? Yes, it does. Does it have room without anything stopping it to my next target so that I could make some profit in here? Yes, it does. Does it have a clear indication that the market's trending in the same direction? Yes, it does. Okay, so based on everything that I can see right now, it does have potential to continue on. Not if it does this, then it's going to go ahead. I think it'll break through this level and then, or I think this next candle is going to be bearish engulfing, so therefore I should sell early, or I think this is going to close where it is, so therefore I'll enter early. No, it does. It has. It's happened and in this exact moment right now, it does do X, Y, and Z. Okay, perfect. I can enter the trade. But this doesn't finish there. It's not like entering the trade great. Is it then when we manage it, is it I think it's going to turn around on me. Maybe my prediction was wrong, so I'm going to exit anyway. Or I think it's going to come up here and do this, so I better like capture all these points really quickly. Or I think it's just going to take off so it doesn't matter if I move my stop loss here because it's not going to come back at all. It's just going to go. 
or I think it's going to blow through here so I can move my my take profit depending on how you trade. These things are going to make you, again, trade with emotion because you are predicting future. By predicting future, you are currently setting up a current state in your body. Currently setting up a current state. Yep, I'm sticking with it. Setting up a state in your body that's based on emotion. You are clinging then onto a prediction of the future. And this is emotional based. But if we go, okay, it does, I've entered. So now let's have a look at my trade management. Let's move on. Trade management. It does have my, my yellow EMA below my entry price. Okay, that means I don't have to do anything right now. It, it The candle hasn't closed and I only have candle closure entries or exits or, or movements. Okay, then I don't have to do anything right now. It does have, I don't know, uh, a candle that looks like it's going to close above the EMA. That's, that, that is one of my exits. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to prepare myself and then if it if it does actually close, I've got a response ready. But I'm not going to do anything with that until it actually does. It does the thing that I'm possibly predicting. I'm going to forecast the move, but I'm not going to do anything until it does the setup and it does paint the candles and it does tick all the boxes. Can you please chuck some ones in the chat if this is making sense? And I'm trying to repeat myself a lot here because this is was such a big change in my perspective of the charts. As soon as I stopped thinking the charts were going to do stuff, I became the, became a lot more disciplined. As soon as I stopped predicting or entering based on my predictions, let's, let's use that phrase instead. As soon as I stopped entering based on my predictions with hope and with if it's going to do this, then it, then, then it will go on and blah, 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 blah. As soon as I reframe that mind, my discipline became much stronger and I was entering a lot less trades as well. Okay. So I was entering a lot less because a lot of the time you'd be like, is it going to, I feel it's going to close with this bearish engulfing candle. I will enter anyway. Oh, what happened is just push back up. And rather than having a strong bearish engulfing, you know, um, price action candle, it's now got a very big wick and a non-engulfing candle, which we know is showing a lot of selling pressure. And in the last 10 seconds of this candle, my strong move has now completely disintegrated and now i'm trying to manage a trade from a different state and I'm, I'm fearful and and my my entry was wrong and so now i'm trying to manage a completely waffle entry and it just it turned around really quickly so please like i don't know how much more clear i can say this but when you're on the charts stop entering based on your thoughts or your future predictions and only enter on if it does at this point, exactly the things I need to be doing. And if there's something it doesn't, it's not like, oh, it does eight of them, but I need 10 of those things. So let's just let's just go for it because, you know, it'll probably move in this way and then the other two things that I need will, will work. Or maybe it's like two out of three of the things are there, so that's good enough. No, we don't want to be doing that because it can change so quickly. And unfortunately, what a lot of the time we do, we, we do trade setup based on and certain rules. And then we hold on to that. I've, I've seen heaps of people trading, they'll enter a trade and then it will be like, maybe go back on them pretty quickly. And the initial thoughts, oh, maybe I shouldn't have entered that trade. Like then they're looking at the trade setup, like, okay, was that a good trade setup? Was, was that the thing I should be entering? Um, let, let me analyze that right now. It's like, you don't need to be doing that right now. You're in a trade. It doesn't matter if you entered in a good trade or a bad trade. If it's a bad trade and it gives you an exit, take the exit as per trading plan. 
If it's a bad trade, but it luckily goes your way, manage it as if it's a good trade. If it's a bad trade and it's going your way, then you can do your best to maximize the profit in that situation. Once you've entered the trade, it doesn't matter whether the trade was good or bad because you're in the trade. You can't go back and unenter that trade. You can manage the trade by minimizing risk and by maximizing profits and by doing all the things that are on your trading plan checklist to do to ensure those things happen. But you only need to do them once the actual thing on the chart happens. It does what it says on your trading plan to manage or to exit. Okay. Does this make sense? I want to see some more ones in the chat. Got a couple of people engaging here, but I really want this to sink in. And if it's not, I want to try and reframe it or have people ask so that we can have this sink in because it was a huge impact on my trading. And when you start to see these things, and this is what I want to talk about tomorrow, once you start to see these lessons in action and you see the results, it's like a paradigm shift. You can't unsee how these affect your trading. You can't unsee the benefits of discipline. You do it for a certain amount of time. There's a trader called Dr. Paul. Ah, what's his name? I'll find out for you for tomorrow. But he talks about the idea of 13 trades will make a successful trader because by taking 13 disciplined trades that match your trading plan perfectly, you see the power of, of what it does and, and how trading should be. And then from that, you end up being able to kind of want to relive um, the, the disciplined trading. And even still, like if I make a mistake now, it's so obvious to me that, oh yeah, that was the reason I made that mistake and it was just a mistake. That's okay. We'll just continue to do what we do. And rather than letting it, the self-doubt or the the lack of self-love or, you know, the, the, the negative self-narrative and all those sort of stuff compile onto each other. And rather than letting me sort of get worked up about it and start to change and go down a slippery slope, I can see so clearly like that was just a mistake. But I know my own capability. I know I have the ability to trade dis with discipline. So therefore, that mistake doesn't now question all of my skill. It just is an obvious mistake that I continue to go with. It's like if you, I know you ride a bike and then you're talking to some friends and you ride into a, a tree or right off the path, footpath or something silly you don't question your ability to ride a bike. You just go, oh, I wasn't 100% focused then. It was just a mistake. And you move on. It's the exact same thing. Once you see the power of your own ability to follow your trading plan and to stay disciplined and to do the things you know you should be doing, then it does become kind of clear and it, it, it just becomes easy. And Teresa always says that you know, trading is easy. And, and I agree, trading is easy. It doesn't have to be difficult. But we make it difficult. We make it very difficult by our human mind and and how we treat ourselves and how we respond and react and behave and all those sorts of things. But once you find that clarity, once you find that discipline, once you find the ability to do what the trading plan do says and only do as, as it does and not what you think it's going to do, then it really does become a hell of a lot easier. Once you learn it, you can't unlearn it. So this is what I want for everyone. This is what I want for everyone who jumps on these calls, for everyone who's listening on this podcast, for everyone who joins a course or, you know, um, comes onto our live calls. Like, I want these lessons to try and sink in so that you can get to the point where you have that unconscious competence, where you're able to understand the things that work for you 
when on the charts and the behaviors and the routines that work for you. And then you're able to just continuously do those things. Okay. That means it got some people in the chat looking forward to your trading plan course, Jake. Yeah, that's really getting close. I'm, I'm going to open up 10 spots for beta testing. Um, so those people will get a massive 75% off um, in the concept of response. And, you know, as they go through it, I want feedback and helping me sort of build the course that's really, really productive and really helpful for, for the customers. And um, if those spots filled up, there is a pre-sale on. It hasn't launched just yet, but it, it, inf more information on that coming, it will probably launch this week or next week um, till the end of the month for anyone. That'll be a 50% discount for the pre-sale launch on that course. Um, but we will get into all things trading plan within the course and in the coming weeks. But for now, yeah, just I really want to focus on this expectation versus reality as well. Okay. So this is where this has come from is the I think versus it does. This comes from that expectation versus reality, which is an ongoing thing in, in many aspects, not just trading, but definitely new traders coming in expecting to be rich in a few months and then getting disappointed after a few months and quitting or, you know, the retention rate being so low because people expect it to be one thing and it's a different thing or, you know, you hear the the glory stories happen so quickly and then you're not that person so you think it's a scam. All these kind of aspects that we can attribute to basically expectation versus reality. And so many times we have these expectations. We have them, we're talking about self-love last week. We have expectations for ourselves and when the realities don't match up with that, what's the difference? That difference there and how we respond to that difference really makes the characteristics of who we are and it really makes the characteristics of the trader. So if you've got an expectation for your own behavior and the reality is this, how do you respond to that difference? Oh, I'm useless. I'm never going to live up to my expectations. Some people are always trying to chase this imaginary expectation that they set themselves. And so they've got this concept of them in their minds and like to be perfectly honest those who are very successful often do this and you've got to find a way to do it and not in a detrimental way um, but you don't have to do this just to be successful but what people do is they set this expectation and this this reality this bar of them so high and they're always kind of like chasing it and falling short but then they're always disappointed in their own outcomes and their own um, achievements because it's not where they set it and we want to try and reduce this gap so have high expectations, but have high expectations that you can realistically reach. And, you know, I'm always one to say, aim for the stars and then go even further and, and have goals that sound so outrageous, but continue to work towards them until you reach those goals and find a way that the gap between where you are and where you're expecting to be is one that you can handle. You don't have it so far that it just breaks you and, and you don't do what you need to do. Have a realistic gap where, yeah, it might sound outrageous and that, you know, when you say it out loud, it's like, how am I ever going to do that? That sounds crazy. And everyone else will think I'm crazy for getting there, but I believe I can. And then as you slowly close that gap in, in, in your achievements, be proud of them. Don't get, beat yourself up. And, and this is the same with trading. I think we often have this like, oh, I'm going to jump on the charts today and I'm going to get 500 points and all my trading worries are going to be over from this week or this session, you know, and that's not the case. The, the way to do it is to just discipline, discipline, disciplinarily. That's, that's not the word I'm looking for, but with discipline bit by bit, every single day, just consistently chip away some points, some points, some points, some points. You only need to take a few and protect that capital. You know, sometimes I see traders that were, they're going for the big trades and they might be up 20, 30 points, but that's not the trade that they want the 60 point move. 
And so then it comes back and they only get five points or even worse, they lose points. You know, it goes up 20 points and they're like, oh, I could take 10, 15 points here. Um, but the chances are it's going to come back down and then maybe continue on. Remember, thinking in the future, this predictionary stuff. And then they don't take their points and then they take a loss. And then you look at it and you, maybe four trades in the day, you've actually been up by 15 points. But each one's come back and each one, you've, or maybe you've only taken five points or two points or you've taken five points, two points, two points, and then a loss because you know, you're still wanting that really big expectation. You're thinking it's going to go through. When in reality, if you were happy, just discipline, taking the little points, you take 15, 10, 15. And then at the end of the day, you're like, oh, look at that. It's all added up. I've got 40 points from today. I've got 50 points from today. Just small little bite-sized pieces with discipline. I think if you look back, and this is one thing that I was observing about my trades when I was trying to figure out the shifts that I need to make. If I was looking at my win rate when I got positive compared to the amount I actually took, I would say, and this isn't a, an, a stat, I haven't got the actual numbers on it, but it looked like 90% of my trades went into profit at some point, but I wasn't taking. Now you're not going to, like there are trades that are going to go into profit and you won't take them or it will pop up for a little bit and then come down. But 90 to 95% of my trades were going to profit at least by a few points. Some by a lot, some by a little, and I wasn't taking them because I was still in, I think it's going to go further, or I think it's going to come back and then continue on. Not what is it doing right now? And once I started to do that, I'd be ahead by 10, 15 points, and then I'd take the 10 points. It might come back and then move up 30 points. And I'd be like, ah, oh, damn, I missed out on those 20 points, whatever. But the other three trades, it actually went up 15 points. I took 10 points and then it turned around and would have hit my stop loss. And so on the average, me doing what it was doing, responding to what it was doing, rather than thinking it's going to go forever, ended up being an easier way to trade, a more manageable way to trade, and a more profitable way to trade, which is what we want, right? So I hope that makes sense. Try and shrink the gap between expectations and reality and try to make sure that you're doing what the charts are doing and not behaving on what you think they're going to do. I think verse it does. Do not respond to what you think the future outcome and behaviors of the markets are going to do, just respond to what they are actually doing right now. Yes, less stress, exactly. Okay. Right. Traders are rolling in here. Good morning to those of you who are just joining us, um, to the traders from the mindset call. I hope you have a wonderful session. Um, we'll get over to that. Make sure that you've got your trading journal. This is actually back out on the market almost. I've just got a uh, author's copy. Unfortunately, the print was a little bit wonky, so I'm going to have to fix that before they're completely available again. But Trading Journal is back. I've got a fresh new one here. Make sure it's on the table in front, ready to journal your emotions throughout the trades. Make sure that you've done your lot size calculations. You know your risk. You know your trading, you've read through your trading plan, you've done your brain warm up, all the things you know you should be doing for those new ones. We want to make for the new people new on the call, we want to make sure that we have got our calculations done. We know our lot size, we've done our brain warm up, we understand and we've read our trading plan, that we know how much we're risking, that we're in a good state of mind, that we've let the rest of whatever's in your mind out and you're completely present on the charts. You've done your brain warm ups and you are ready to trade because I know I am. So I'm looking forward to it. To those listening on the podcast, much love. I will speak to you again tomorrow um, and we're going to talk a bit more about paradigm shifts and how um, they've really helped me in my trading. So for now, much love and till tomorrow.